yeah, I would go to your camp. That, um, that was my goal, fun. To make it fun. So the goal is fun. My name is B and I'm 77 years old and you are listening to the Value of Wrinkles podcast. Whatever age you're at, maybe you're young, youngish, midlife, older, or maybe you just call yourself old. You are welcome here. Let's explore how to love the older generation and ourselves more. A special thank you to B, who did the intro today. She's a friend of mine who taught me how to make tasty cakes, and I still have the recipe. So thank you, B. Summer is coming, and I cannot believe it. My kids are going to be out of school very soon. I think the countdown was 11 days left today, and I'm not going to lie. I am a little bit afraid. If you are the same as me, then you're going to want to listen to today's episode, and it's going to help you to make summer fun. Before I get into today's interview, though, I want to tell you about an exciting thing that I'm trying out this summer. I am hosting a grandkid investigator camp or club, which is going to be for kids. I think I'm going to make it grades four to eight. And it's going to be mainly virtual. The plan is to have a couple of in-person meetings or maybe a final meeting in person. But the whole goal of this Grandkid Investigator Club is to make it fun, to, is to make it fun for kids, grandkids, as they investigate and learn about their grandparents. I want it to be fun and I want grandkids to know that connecting and talking and being intentional with their grandparents is a really fun and neat thing. We'll have a once in a week, once a week check-in, and then we're going to have a mission that kids will have to do each week. So they're going to leave and have a new mission when they come. And if you're interested, I'm compiling an interest list right now so that I can send out all the info once we get things confirmed. You can email me if you're interested in signing your kid up for this at thevalueofwrinkles at gmail.com. That's thevalueofwrinkles at gmail.com. And just make sure that you write in the subject line, grandkid, investigator, summer club, or something like that. In the subject line. How about just write grandkid, investigator? Um, and I'll be sure to email you with full details once we get everything confirmed. So I'm so excited about this, and I hope that you can come. I, I'm. It's just something I'm so excited about. All right. Today's episode, I am featuring Roxy Wiley, who is the author of a book called DIY camp grandma. And yes, while her book is, you know, a book of, it's it's the book of all ideas. Like it's the ultimate book of ideas. And I know the title, it implies that this book is for grandmas, but I just want to tell you that I think it's actually for anyone who, who will be spending some time with kids this summer. That could be a mom, an aunt, uncle, dad, whatever. You are trying to figure out what to do with the kids. So I'm going to have this book in my show notes at valueofwrinkles.com slash listen and click on episode 55. But I think it is completely worth getting this book because you can use it as a mom. And then when it's time for you to become a grandma, which will probably be decades later, 
you can save it and use it again. That's called long-term use. And that's exactly why I'm not giving away my copy. So your kids this summer, they may be spending a good deal of time with grandparents, maybe not for an actual grandparent camp that is organized. Maybe it's because you just need somewhere for them to go so that you can work or get a break. Instead of making it just a going to grandparents day or a babysitting time where they just have to go there, I think we have an opportunity this summer to really make the time our kids have with their grandparents a great big ball of fun. <laughs> so listen in to today's interview as I interview Roxy Wiley. I hope you'll enjoy it just as much as I did. Today, I'm so excited to have Roxy Wiley with us. Roxy is the author of a great book called DIY Camp Grandma. And I have to tell you, I have a copy of the book and I don't want to give it to the grandparents in my life because I like it for myself. But Roxy Wiley, she lives in the Indianapolis area with the most patient man in the world, she has said. They've spent a lifetime in public education, and by God's grace, they have raised two wonderful kids who managed to marry two great people, and poof, they had five grandchildren. Roxy, she's retired twice, once as an elementary school teacher, and then as the director of women's ministry in her church, and she loves to organize, teach, and help others enjoy life. So Roxy, I'm so glad to have you here today. Thank you so much for coming. It's uh, fun to be with you, Isabel. Thank you. Well, so let's just get into this conversation. I'm excited to have it. Your book called DIY Camp Grandma is basically, um, I, I want to know the story behind how you ended up creating it and, and what what led you to, to write about it. Um, for years, I had been planning the Camp Grandma every, you know, planning that for every summer. Uh, and I was a teacher would always be in the teacher's lounge and sharing and chatting about what I was doing. And various teacher friends said, uh, Rox, you need to make sure you write this down because I don't have grandchildren yet, but I will someday. And I want to know how you do this. So uh, I took a lot of my teacher background and in school, you teach a lot with themes and, and plan activities and all sorts of games and field trips around a theme to help children learn well. And I just began to apply that to what I was doing with my grandkids. Once I retired, uh, I had the time. And then, of course, with the with our stay-at-home time during COVID, there was plenty of time to write. And I, uh, I wrote it once and published it on uh, Amazon and then decided to do a lot more with it uh, because I'd been to the Speak Up conference and they had encouraged me to increase the book and do some other things. So... Uh, put it together, uh, found a publisher uh, who worked with me and gave me an editor uh, who worked the book, designed the cover. It's beautiful and uh, began to get it uh, finished. It was quite a process publishing. Uh, I know that. And so that's why I'm so thankful you did that hard work to put this together yeah. into one, you know, kind of manual like thing. Can you tell me though, like, when it comes, if, if I'm talking to a grandparent or even a mom, because we're looking upon summer now, right? And, and they're looking at your book and they're looking at all of these ideas. I'm going to guess that sometimes it can be overwhelming, but can you tell us 
What are the benefits though of, of kind of trying to embark on creating a camp-like experience or um, doing just these activities to connect with grandchildren? Like what are the benefits that you've seen? Uh, I thought that it gave the grandchildren a time to be with their cousins. My children didn't live near us. They were several hours apart and eventually even states apart. And so it was a common time when everybody came home to our house and then the cousins could get to know each other and our activities kind of gave them that time to do it. Uh, it also gave us time to just be with them. Uh, you can be in, in contact, you know, by phone and uh, you can, you know, if you have FaceTime, but it's still not the same as being together. And so uh, we found the togetherness a real benefit. Uh, I also thought that it was... Um, just a good time to key in on the things that mattered to them, uh, that they loved. And we always repeated various things in Camp Grandma every year because they can, kind of became traditions. So it was a good way to pass down traditions. Mm -hmm. um, we also had, um, uh, because we're a, a, a family of faith, we wanted to pass down the idea of family devotions. And so we uh, we had, that was just part of Camp Grandma from the beginning. Every evening, we would have a time of reading various story Bibles, uh, devotions, and praying with the kids. So I, I want to um, pick out two of those things that you mentioned. Number one, I like how you said that it was a good chance for you to key in to what your grandchildren enjoyed and liked, for essentially for you to get to know them better. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Um, we had, so we had four girls and a boy. Four so, right. So the girls, you know, I easily fell into, they like to dress up. That was just a big deal. So I collected quite an array of my old, old stuff and then would begin to watch garage sales and so forth to make a bigger collection. Uh, the boy was the last grandchild. And so we had to have a separate sort of thing that he might get into as well. Uh, but we did. We continued to find things. So everybody would always dress up. That was just part of the fun. Um, so what was the age difference in terms of the range of ages that you had? So we had five grandchildren in six years. Wow. Yeah. So we were quite busy on the road. Um, at that point, my husband and I were working full time, but we were on the road to go meet these grandchildren to stay and help the mommies for a few days. And uh, it, was, it was really kind of festive, kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> so the kids are pretty close in age right now. They are 17 up to 23. Wow. And, so they're older yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 17 to 23. And so I like how you mentioned, well, I thought it was interesting that you mentioned that there was one boy. Yes. So I think that could easily deter somebody from doing a grandparent, a grandma camp that included all of the grandchildren. What did you do? I'm wondering to include him. Uh, as he, when he was real young, it didn't matter. Everybody just did everything and we did, everything was pretty generic. But as the kids aged, um, for instance, we would have tea parties, you know, that's a fun little girl thing. Mm -hmm. Well, um, after our first tea party, he caught me. I, I don't know. He must've been five, four or five. And he said, grandma, <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't want to bother you too much, but I don't really get into tea parties next year. Could we have a coffee, a coffee shop? <laughs> <laughs> so the next year, I think grandpa did a very special project with him, something building something. And then the girls and I had a tea party with my, their great grandma. 
um, we all we always incorporated my mother. She was lived nearby, and so we made sure that she often would host tea parties. Oh wow, I love that. So it just sounds like so much fun. <laughs> I would go to your I would go to your camp. That, um, that was my goal: fun to make it fun. So the goal is fun. Can you? speak to the grandparent though, that they're looking at all these grandchildren and they're thinking, I don't know if I can handle having them all at my house. I don't, you know, it may be too much stress or noise, or I don't even, I can't even take care of one of them at a time. What would you say to them on how they can still be able to implement some of the things that you have in your book? That's a great question. Um, I think one of the first things would be there's a whole chapter that addresses that in the book. So if you want you want more than what I'm going to say, uh, I think the book chapter tells you easily how to scale your camp. For us, five children with my husband and I, and sometimes one or two of the mommies would come, that worked. Um, me, by myself with five, I couldn't have done it. You, you, you're busy enough. And if they spend the night at your house, you really need help. Uh, so I would say that if grandpa, if, if grandpa is uh, present and interested, that's certainly a good way to go. Um, if you have an aunt, I, a couple of times my sister-in-law joined us uh, and she was great help. And uh, so we just kind of made sure we had enough people present uh, to, to manage the kids. The other thing you can do is to have the kids um, figure out what the criteria is for them to come. So do they have to be in school, for instance? Do you just want to deal with school age? Uh, I'd say first grade all the way to middle school is a, a very simple age to do. There's so much you can do with them. Preschoolers are a bit more labor intensive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you have to decide if you want to do that. In our camp, um, the, actually, the very first one, the babies came, but they came with their mommies, and the mommies kind of would hide while I had the other three. Uh, we had two babies that year, and the other three would go off with Grandpa and I, and we'd do things. Uh, so it, it it kind of helps to decide what do they need to be able to do. Um, and then on the other end, I think even as as kids or teenagers, there may be times when they have to opt out because of their summer school teams or, or you know whatever they're on so, so there may be a point at which you want to stop also so I think you just figure out what you can do and then uh, sometimes you could run camp twice if you only want to have a few kids you know if you've got 20 grandchildren and and some people do you just kind of pare it down as to who gets to come when now so you said there was a chapter on how to scale this do you remember what the name of that chapter was because I'm very interested in looking um no, let's see. Let's my, see. It's, it's near the beginning. Uh, one of the first chapters is called uh, Calling All Campers. Calling All Campers. Okay, yeah. so there's criteria in there, it sounds right. like. Because uh, that's one of the first things you do is figure out who and what and when and where. Um, I do have a good friend who has four grandchildren who live a thousand miles from her. And she packs her camp grandma stuff in a suitcase, flies up there, and then she has the camp with the, the grand the granddaughters. She has four granddaughters in in uh, her daughter's house and kind of works there. So you you just have to be creative with what will work. 
Um, mm -hmm. For us, I had a house big enough and a, we were out with plenty of space outside for them to all come to our place. Although sometimes we would meet as families and that year would be a family camp. Uh, just sort of dependent upon what fit everybody's worlds and their schedule. Now, do you see yourself, at, it sounds like you're a very organized person and you coordinate things. So if somebody was just looking to do one activity this summer because they've never done a grandparent camp, they've never done anything, they've never even tried to get all their grandchildren together under their, um, under their leadership, is there an activity that you think is like a great activity to start off with? Um, a real fun one, depending on where you lived, could be like, uh, I think the theme I had was called the wonderful world of water. Mm -hmm. And you can put sprinklers out, a little wading pool. Now I'm talking about for preschool kids. Mm -hmm. uh, one of those little wading pools, you can have uh, various uh, water balloon fights. There's a lot of things you can do with water that is always a hit. Um, older kids, you can do the same thing with water, but you probably would need to find a swimming, a bigger swimming pool and um, maybe even a water park. Uh, that would be, but then again, if we went to a water park, we always had a parent with us. It's just too many bodies to keep track of. Um, uh, there's boat rides you could take, that sort of a thing. If you only wanted to do one thing, I would just have one day that that's the day you were gonna do it and kind of pare it down well. Um, that that uh, chapter in the book that has the themes, that's the very last theme that I put in. And I would uh, enjoy all kinds of stuff with them and let them uh, uh, get good and wet <laughs> and uh, be in their swimming suit most of the day. I mean, that, that's just a lot of fun for kids. Yeah, so it sounds like you could do um, a grandma day. Uh -huh. <laughs> Good. Because grandma camps, camp can be like a whole week, right? So you could even do a grandma day and I'll start testing that out. Let right. me just try one grandma day and see what I can learn here. Let me just see how fun it was right. and kind of tweak it as you go. Yeah. Another one I used, uh, that was our, the way we started ours, kind of like the, the prototype we did the first year was a um, cutout cookies. So oh. I mean, every child likes to stand next to you. doesn't matter their gender. They'll be right next to you, helping you roll out the dough, helping you cut it out, and then frosting. Oh, frosting is such fun. And so um, cut out cookies. You could do a lot of things with uh, cookies. You could have, uh, that, that takes most of an afternoon, actually, by the time you get started on it. Uh, that's just an easy one. If, if, you, if you bake and if uh, cookies are a fun thing for you to do. So it looks like you would find something too that you enjoy doing that you can kind of share with them so yeah. that they can learn to, you know, you can share some of your expertise, some of the things you enjoy and they can get to know you better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked, uh, I, I mess around with quilting. I'm not a very master quilter, but I think they're beautiful and uh, collect a few. So I would have my grandchildren also do a quilt square. They would you know, take a muslin oh. square. And then I had, depending upon what our theme was that year, they would color it and design something and put their name on it. And then I would put them together in little small, um, uh, like wall hangings uh, yeah. with, with our theme for that year. That was great fun. I've got seven or eight of those now. Oh, um, I love that. 
And so if grandpa does say woodworking, gardening, there's a sport he's into, you can, depending upon what the interest of your kids are, you know, you can kind of go that direction as well. Uh, there's some beautiful books on sunflower houses that you can create. So there'd be fun gardening things to do outside and um, a lot of prep work for it, but it's a good way to share your hobby and kind of uh, what, what your heart loves to do for fun. What I love, and I remember reading this and thinking, oh, I want to do this as a mom and maybe I'll have to do it this year. <laughs> I loved how you did goodie bags, almost goodie bags. Is that right? Like you had yes. like gifts yeah, for every single, um, every single theme, I think. And I loved that idea because who doesn't love gifts? Can you tell me some of the gift ideas that you had? Because I just loved, I loved reading about that as a kid. I, like I said, I will go to your camp. <laughs> just sounded so much fun. So it was, my love language is uh, giving uh, gifts. And so it's, it's just really fun for me to look forward to the kids coming. And so based on the theme, I kind of come up with one major surprise. And um, we would, the first year, I think we had, uh, you know what a bucket hat is, just one that kind of fits mm -hmm. on your head. Um, and then uh, somehow get their names on them. Uh, that evolved into t-shirts that would match with our theme on them. Uh, I think one year we had some type of um, uh, smiley face on it, some sunny smiley face, uh, but that's handy because then they wear the t-shirts other places. Um, I would also have smaller things for them. I always had a toothbrush, a fresh toothbrush. Ooh, some, I love that. Some goofy toothpaste. You know, there's all kinds out for children now. Uh, that just, I would always tell them on their invitation, they give them a packing list and I would say no toothbrush necessary. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So they would have that. Um, I, of course, had various little, if we had games, we had different things that they enjoyed doing, you know, having um, little pads of paper, little markers, that kind of thing. But we always had some kind of large gift. Um, mm -hmm. One of the best ones, the most memorable one was the year they were teenagers um, and they all came. I think they were all in all of either just middle school and high school, but we um, surprised them with ukuleles. Oh, so fun. Yeah. So my husband uh, and I are both into music. We studied music at college and um, we we love to have the kids sing and do fun stuff. Uh, and just I'd been in the music store and seen these colorful ukuleles and thought, oh, that's a bit of an investment, but thought it might be a good time. So we did. We gave it to them and we had ukulele band <laughs> all week. Uh, it was a big hit. They thought it was great fun. And of course, these things all go home with them. It's uh, part of their souvenir. And it sounds like a good investment because I can see little gifts getting left around the house. Yes. Being something to clean for their moms to clean up. <laughs> it, but a ukulele is something that how many of them, you know, still have that, I'm wondering. Oh yeah, they still do. And they make t-shirts that they got, they've kept two. And as they all graduate from high school, I've promised a t-shirt quilt for each of them. Oh. So I'm on my fourth t-shirt quilt right now, actually. I have one graduating again uh, next month. So uh, in those t-shirt quilts go not only their school uh, t-shirts, but the uh, camp grandma t-shirts too. They've saved those so they can go in the quilt. So can you tell me just in general, I mean, even if we're not talking about 
a camp grandma. Can you tell me what are, as a grandmother, what are some of the tips that you have in terms of um, how to love your grandchildren, how to stay connected with them, or, you know, for somebody who may be struggling or maybe doesn't have a great relationship with them. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, as my grandchildren have aged, it's been harder to stay in touch with them. And of course, um, uh, we just moved near one of uh, to my son. So we are near one of the grandchildren. Uh, the other two are off to college. And then I have two in California. So I, uh, I seldom have a weekly contact with them. But my, my husband and I talk about goals uh, each month as to what we want to make sure we get done. And one of those goals is always to stay in touch with them. So mm -hmm. I either make the point to text them or to write them a note, um, just silly things. Sometimes I've, I've sent silly jokes depending upon their age, not anymore now. Um, I send them and I always slip some money in. Uh, of course, college students are... I always need money and uh, high school students do too. Now that I think about it, <laughs> I give them money. Sometimes I give them a bookmark. Sometimes it's one of those little stickers, you know, that you put on water bottles. I'll find those someplace. Um, just something that says, uh, hi, you know, I'm thinking about you. And uh, I always tell them I'm praying for them. And uh, that seems to be a good way to let them know that we, we are around. Uh, occasionally we'll call each of them. They all have phones now, of course, and um, uh, you seldom get them, but I uh, will say, uh, call us when you get a chance. And so then they do, and then we get a chance to catch up with what they're, they're doing. So um, I've just found um, to use media, you know, they love, they love uh, their phones and are on various types of social media. So I find the one that, that kind of is, has their heartbeat, what they like, and then try to just join in on that. Uh, I'm on Facebook because my grandchildren were, now they've gone on to other things. <laughs> uh, but I do, I know I text regularly um, and send pictures. Sometimes I have pictures. When we're on vacations, I always send them postcards too. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that I just go to the get my stamps ahead of time at the post office. And then as we travel, I just track down postcards so that they kind of see as we wander around uh, from place to place uh, where we're going and just send them a postcard. I think that's so important because I hear sometimes from grandparents, I know they're always trying to figure out what their grandkids are doing, but I think that it's really nice for your grandkids to know what you're doing too, right? Um, yeah. And, right. and kind of to, you know, send, the, I love the idea of um, postcards. And it sounds like grandparents, a great gift for grandparents is um, a roll of forever stamps. <laughs> um, because as they're getting older, I mean, what you're pointing out is a real thing that I hear. And it sounds like it can be hard too, because you're not seeing them as much or hearing from them as much. And, and you can't count on them to respond to what you send them. Um, some of, sometimes they do, it just sort of depends upon what they've, what their world is like when they get it. Um, so I've just kind of learned to sometimes follow up with a, Hey, did you get my, did you get my card? You know, let me know that it got through and that kind of a thing, just a, a chance to keep, keep saying hi and, uh, and not have too high expectations. I, I try to be very gentle with them. Uh, the world is not a simple place right now for children. 
And I, I find that um, my goal is to be a grandmother who offers them some consistent love and uh, a faithful presence in their life. That's so important. And, you know, I want to encourage you because I think even if you don't hear back from them, getting a piece of meal, knowing that somebody's praying for you, knowing that somebody's thinking of you, getting a bookmark, getting a sticker. I think it means a lot more than, you know, the, the sticker itself. It's just so, in this busy world when people are often too busy to even look you in the eye, right. Or they're always on their phone. So they're not even really fully listening to you. I think what you're sending the message you're sending to them is I'm here and yes, you're busy, but if you want to call me, I'm here. And that's what I found with my grandma is that the, I knew that if I called her, she was there, you know, she would always be there. And I, I think that's a reflection of, um, of who God is, you know, we run around and we're just doing all sorts of things. And then, but whenever we need him, he's there. Right. Oh, that's good. That's a wonderful. Listen, I, I really follow your, your thinking Isabel. That's wonderful. Yeah. So I mean, I want to thank you for writing this book. I'm going to encourage moms to get this and, I think, like I said, I'm not willing to share my copy. And I also, I don't want to give it away <laughs> because I think it has great ideas and you clearly have that teacher's heart. So um, I am so thankful for your ideas. If, are there any last thoughts that you want to share with my listeners, whether they're moms or grandparents or whoever? Um, I might just share that the newsletter I put out every week is, um, I write it to be helpful to moms and, and to grandparents. Um, just because uh, with my teacher background, I have all sorts of, my eyes catch all sorts of ideas. So it's filled with resources, activities and so forth. And um, if, you, if you aren't at a place where the book is appealing to you, the newsletter might be good. It comes out every Friday and you can get that on my website, which is uh, DIY Camp Grandma uh, dot weebly.com and what i'll do is i'll put that in the show notes oh, so that people can link to that and i'm going to encourage my listeners to get the book and to sign up for your email list because i think there are different times where you can use encouragement in different ways and just having the book on your shelf i think to just pull it out and say okay what should we do today? Or even a grandparent who says, okay, I have the grandkids today. What am I supposed to do? Let me think of some simple breakfast ideas, simple lunch ideas. That's so helpful. I, I love, I love what you have done. And so I'm going to encourage people to do both. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing yeah. that with, you know, just sharing that with the world. And thank you for joining me today. I'm just, I'm honored that you were able to make the time to join me on this episode of the value of wrinkles. Thanks, Isabel. I appreciate all that you do. Don't you just love that? I love Roxy. And if I could, I would totally have gone to her grandparent camp if I could have been enrolled. I want to thank Roxy today for taking the time to join me, to allow me to interview her, but even more, I just want to thank her for using her time to bless her grandkids and then 
ours. I say ours in anticipation that one day I will be using this for my grandkids. But for now, you bet she sent me a copy of her book when it first came out. And yeah, I did not use it as a giveaway. That's what I may do sometimes. But I kept it because I don't have time to brainstorm a million of ideas as a mom. And so I am using this book as a recipe book for my summer. So grab your copy and then don't forget to email me at thevalueofwrinkles at gmail.com if you are interested or have questions about that grandkid investigator club that I was talking about that I'm hoping to run this summer. It's going to be so fun and I will share more with you as we get closer to the summer. So stay tuned for that. Also, just get on my email list at valueofwrinkles.com slash sign up. You can go there to get on my email list because I have a couple of other things that are happening this summer that I'm hoping, groups that I'm hoping to run that you'll probably want to know about. And email is the way that like I get everything out. If today's episode was helpful to you, would you tell me If you have the opportunity and want to give me a 40th birthday present, then be sure to write a review. But if you just tell me via Instagram or Facebook Messenger or email, that is good enough too. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. We are getting into the summer months, so stay tuned for some more great episodes.